Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. You have Paige and Amanda here. And it has been a wild uh, last week for me. So um, it's so odd and weird to say. And I feel like so narcissistic when I say this. But Maxim made me the sexiest woman alive, which Mm -hmm. is like really, really cool. And so they announced that last week and there was like a huge dinner for it. Um, It's been awesome. So kind of how the whole thing came about is they reached out to me and they were kind of looking for uh, tried to find me for a while. And uh, we get a call and they're like, Hey, so we want to do the shoot with you. We want to name her number one. And the shoots like in three days. And I'm like, Oh no. Like I know, you know, it's maximum going to be like in probably bikinis and like probably less than that. And I'm like, I have no time to like get my body in shape, like get ready for this or even time to like freak out over it. So we end up obviously doing it because it's an amazing opportunity and um, did the shoot. Shoot was amazing. We shot in Miami. And then the next morning I had to head over to the Derek Jeter event in the Bahamas. I had double pink eye. So I told this story before when when I was in the Bahamas, so I got the whole pink eye. Um, And then when, you know, I was trying to post it, um, Instagram just like randomly started deleting them. So it's been like one really good thing, one kind of weird thing, good, (laughs) weird. So it's just been like highs and lows of emotion. I think one thing that people don't prepare you for is that when they name you the sexiest woman alive, you have hundreds of thousands of people um, telling you why you shouldn't be the sexiest <laughs> person alive. And so fucking incels, man. Oh my God. I mean, it's like such an exciting thing, but again, 
you don't expect, I I mean, I don't agree. Think everyone should be like, oh my God, yeah, she's the sexiest woman. I don't even think that I am. So like, I, I look at all these other amazing women. I'm like, um, how am I named this when Angelina Jolie like exists in this world? (laughs) So you you go through all of that. And so I'm already feeling a bit insecure about everything. And then you have, like I said, like thousands and thousands of people being like, you're ugly, you're fat, you're this, you're that, you're like all of these things. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like, am I? (laughs) And so like days of feeling like these intense, like ups and downs of being really excited about this and wanting to be excited about this, but also having these emotions. So it's been good, but there's definitely been like days where I'm like, I need to put my phone down. I can't go online. And a lot of people are like, why aren't you tweeting about the US Open? I'm like, I can't, I cannot yeah. open social media right now. I mean, I respect them. They're keeping me humble, you know? <laughs> oh my God, no, I like, I am, that never crossed my mind. Like, I just, I saw you tweet something about like Paige Seabiscuit or something, and I fucking died. I was like, that's fucking hilarious because you took that bullshit and you, t- or horse shit, and you turned it around and you made something funny out of it. And I was like, I respect that. But I was so proud of you. Like, I didn't know about this. And I remember a few weeks ago, like, you've been MIA the last few weeks. And I'm like, where the fuck is Paige? But now it's like, it all makes sense. Like, all of this happened to you so quickly. You had, what, three days to prepare. You looked incredible. Like, everything was amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you know what you're doing and you own it and you, like, you just you're good at what you do. And I don't, I just, I admire <laughs> you for that. And like, you deserve the, the maximum sexiest woman alive. You are like the sexiest woman alive. I told you, I was like, just sign, if you sign like an out, like um, a magazine for me, I'll be like 80 years old showing my friend, like, this was my friend. Like, look at that. Like, you know, like, that's so cool. That's so no, cool. I mean, I really appreciate that. And I've been getting so much love and support, but there's just, like I said, there's a, a weird, like, back and forth on social media. And you know, what I was noticing was happening is that people were having these discussions about, you know, what the definition of sexy is and, you know, wanting, um, more, um, diverse people to be included. And, you know, all of these bigger discussions, which, you know, I definitely agree with, but it was at the expense of my own, you know, physical features. And so it was hard to just like remove myself and be like, okay, I know this is a personal attack, but it's not exactly on me. And so, you know, it's like feeling so high and then feeling so low and so high and so low. And so it's been just a lot. These are big steps and like milestones in my career and wanting to push forward. But it's like, you know, every single time something really good happens, something like this will also happen because it's just the nature of our industry. Yeah. You know, the the way that the world is going, it's like people can just say whatever they want to say. Yeah. It's like, is it hypocritical of me to then... Uh, say things about different players online yeah. when I know the flip side of it. And then it's yeah. like, Hey, you can't be a baby. You can't let it affect you. Yeah. This is just how, how it is. And it's yeah. like, is that okay? So it's all these like really interesting discussions that kind of go around how we interact on social media and what our industry is and what it's becoming. Yeah, no, that that's an interesting point because someone tweeted me, I tweeted the um, Grace and Murray club flow. We're going to talk about Grace and Murray later, but this is just about the tweet. And I think I said, Grace and Murray just threw his putter so far that it knocked Kevin Na off his couch in Vegas. Now, <laughs> I don't, uh, that's something that I would say like to Grace. And then I would say that to Kevin Na, like those aren't like, to me, that's not a mean thing to say. That's just kind of joking about the situation. And someone commented and was like, 
see, you love to take these little digs at people, but you can't make digs if you are always playing the victim. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not playing the victim. Like a lot of, you know, sometimes I'll just tell you guys like, what the fuck is going on? If I can say to someone's face, then I don't consider that, you know, bullying. But I did want to say earlier, everyone that's talked to me about the um, Maxim thing has been so excited. Like everyone in my Twitch chat, my followers on Twitter, everyone's like, oh my gosh, how cool is it to work with Paige? Like, how excited are you for Paige? Isn't that awesome for Paige? Good for Paige. Like I have literally, the only like negative thing I saw was the retweet that you did with the horse thing. <laughs> that was the only negative thing. And the thing was people are so positive about it. And that's like people in golf, right? That's like the core group of people that like really matter. I don't know. I feel like I notice more of that than like when new people come in and are mean to me. I notice like the core group that's always there supporting me. For sure. For sure. And I've always said this too. You need 70% hate, 30% love to grow. Mm -hmm. So you need that. You need people who are sharing your content because they hate you. You need those hate followers. You need people who are tagging their friends because they don't like, it's like, that is so vital to our career. But at the same time, it's just a lot to take in. And you know, you just have to be really confident and (laughs) comfortable in your skin to be able to survive, you know, what we do, because it's definitely really challenging. Like the highs and the lows, what I was saying before, but we got to talk about the U S open because it was an amazing tournament, truly an amazing tournament. Paige, let me stop you right there. We think it was a truly amazing tournament because we didn't get to see any golf on the weekend. So we're not entirely <laughs> sure if the golf was any good, but we could, you know, quote a Lexus or Cadillac commercial to you. Seriously. It's just, they haven't found that sweet spot of, you know, where you were talking about the live last week where it was just shot after shot after shot yeah. and that's too much. And then now it's like, it's, you don't really get to see many players. You know, they no. brought in Keegan Bradley on Sunday when he was on hole 16 and he was kind of in the mix for a little bit. And you're like, yeah. where's the coverage of other players? And um, I think we're so spoiled, especially with like the masters, you know, they do such mm-hmm. a good job across like their digital platforms to traditional. And it just, just, it, it's easy to follow. Um, yeah, no, I agree. But I um, thought the course looked amazing thought it played amazing i think everyone was looking for tougher conditions on sunday but unfortunately they got rain the night before Uh, but it was almost everything that we expect in a u.s open tough conditions um the best players seemed to you know rise to the top it came down uh gosh i mean to the very last putt yeah very last putt for zalatoris and uh looked like there potentially could be a playoff uh, but Matthew Fitzpatrick, who I'm sure mm. you are very, very so excited, excited about. <laughs> you know what? So Matt Fitz, like, I want to say I've been riding the Matt Fitz train for the last two years. I would say since like around COVID, I'm like, this kid is so close. Like he's made me a lot of money, like top fives, top tens and stuff. He just hasn't quite gotten the win. And this week I was like, I just, I don't always pick outrights because I find like that's kind of hard. Cause then I'm like, yeah. well, I don't want to, you know, waste all this money on that. So I put $5 on him outright. I want to say I got around 30 to one. So I hit that. I put uh, money on him for top 10. I hit that obviously. And then I hit Guido top 20, which I got at t- uh, 12 to one. And that was like the big, so the, th- the four bets that I was like promoting on Twitch were, um, like just my big bets that I really yeah. liked were Matt Fitz outright, Sam Burns outright. Um, what's his face? Lucas Herbert 
outright because he was like 200 to one, but also like for top 20, um, he ended up missing the cut. So that sucked. But then we know top 20. So we know back door to that top 20 yesterday. Like, so that made me like 60 bucks. You know, I made a couple of hundred something on the other one. So I was like, hell yeah. Like I was a good week. You had Matt Fitz also for points bet. Like that was on your pitch, right? Yeah. So I had him for outright, which I was a little on the fence about him because of what happened at the PGA. And then we were talking about on the podcast. You? you convinced me. And so and you get definitely credit for that peg. Um, but when we were talking and you said that he won the USAM, I immediately was like, okay, he has a really good shot to win because having great memories on a golf course mm-hmm. is one of the most important things to feeling comfortable and having success. And so when you mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in on Fitzpatrick. I, so I have to admit that I, I picked Zalatoris. Yeah, you did. As an outright. That was a great pick. And I, it was because I had a feeling that after I went on that whole Zalatoris rant, that he was probably going to be like, fuck you and end up winning. And so I'm like, (laughs) I can't not pick him. Right. And I am going to retract what I said. And I know I, I went in on him, but I don't think he's overrated. I mean, if you look at his, yeah. it's incredible. It is I told you. Like his, how he's been playing in the majors. Is, he has so many runners up. He's the new Lee Westwood. But it makes you think it's like, okay, he has game. He can play. He's not overrated. But is he going to have this mental block? Yes. To get to that next to get to that next level, to get that win, because he's having all of these opportunities, but he's not closing the deal. Mm. So is that again, a knock on him in his mental, is it his mental game? Is it you know, down to the short putts? Like whatever it may be, he's not getting it done. And it doesn't seem like he's lo- really learning from mm. past experience, but he's not blowing it either. You know, yeah. he's like, he's in the mix. So it's really hard to kind of analyze you know, how Zalatoris is playing and how he's going to move forward. Do you think he's going to break through or is this just going to be like a Zalatoris major thing? <laughs> no. So here's the thing. I think that's great. You brought that up because I always think about that. I'm like Zalatoris, every time that Will Zalatoris, it's kind of like a cash 22. Every time that he finishes runner up in a major, he's just earned himself experience. He just earned himself close to probably like $2 million. He's just, you know, he's just added like he's like leveled up right he's leveled up in his in his like game and i but then at the same time every time that he has a run with major is that going to add to scar tissue is that going to be a mental block is he going to remember the short putts that he missed or you know that kind of stuff is it going to add up and be mental with him and that's the thing with Matt Fitzpatrick like he hadn't been in that close of a mix that many times before I mean he had been around and had been more like backdoor top tens top fives and majors I feel like but like Matt Fitz I feel like he just learned from that experience at the, the PGA, PGA was massive yeah. yeah and the thing was and I don't know necessarily that um Zalatoris has had a learning experience because it's not like there's nothing else he could have done. I mean, he, if he maybe hit his shot a little bit closer on 18, he could have got himself in the playoff. But the thing was, everyone was making birdies and then making bogeys and then needing to make more birdies. Like that's how everyone was playing. That's how Scheffler was playing. That's how he was playing. That's how a Fitz was playing. He didn't do any, like he didn't lose it. He, he just got outplayed. And the thing is, it's like, and I think that's, going to be kind of an issue for Will Zalatoris is because there are, t- like he didn't, 
I guess he kind of lost it in the playoff against um, Justin Thomas, but Justin Thomas also kind of came out guns blazing, but not, so re- like, but not really yeah, though. He, he hasn't choked it away. No. And even at the final round, there were many opportunities where he was hitting his drives a little wayward. He was scrambling for amazing bogeys, making some clutch mm-hmm. par putts. And so again, it's not like he's throwing it away, but right. why is he not getting set next level? And it's like, we see him show up in the majors. Great. He's not winning week to week on the PGA tour. Yeah. So there's just something there that he can't break through. And maybe once he does, then it, it will be you know great for him. But again, it's not like he's top 10, top fives. They are runner up finishes yeah. being like down to the stretch, having an opportunity to get it done and doesn't pull through. So I don't think that he's overrated, but I'm not fully yeah. bought into, you know, the Zala Taurus um, fan club yet, but he really, how he handled that loss, which I think out of all of them so far was probably the hardest because yeah. he was the closest to, like, he had that putt on 18 to force a playoff. That's what he was right into me. it to the very end. And to see the way he handled himself and went going straight up to um, Matthew Fitzpatrick's dad saying, you know, yeah. if I had to lose to anyone, I'm, I'm happy that it was your son. He's just a class act. And I guess I didn't really see much of that side of him or that personality. And so it was refreshing to see more interviews with him, to hear him talking, to see him interacting, to showing more emotions. And that's what I really love in a player is someone who shows personality. And I think mm-hmm. the reason I didn't like him too much before is he felt overhyped to me because I didn't know him. I didn't right. know anything about him. You know? I know. It's like he did well in the majors, but where's like the storyline around him? There was just, there was nothing about like him as a person. And so I had a hard time really just connecting to him. And I think yeah. this was a really great tournament um, for that, for people to see a little bit more about him and, you know, his character, which is, you know, really important. So I think he will break through, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I just, I just don't know when. Yeah, it's funny. I agree. And it, but it's funny you say, um, I just didn't know him because I he was being interviewed by Mike Trico on, I guess it was Saturday night. And I walked into the other room to ask my dad a question. And he just goes, shh, I've never heard Zalator's talk before. Like, I just want to listen to what he has to say. And I was like, all right. So I get that. It's like, I think it's one, it's just getting to know him too. He's like kind of shot to the stardom so quickly. And like, you know, Scotty Scheffler came up on the web.com tour, was player of the year and stuff, and, you know, fought through it last three, four years on PJ tour. And it's finally winning. Like Will Zalator has only been around for like a year, year and a half. And, you know, he played great on the web.com tour before, or corn fairy tour before making to PJ tour. But like, it wasn't like he was out there for years and years, like years. Grind. Like it was just, he is so talented. And I wonder if the, the just being like naturally talented. And I don't know if he's just not like, if, if there isn't something in him that just kind of like from deep down, that just hits that clutch shot that you have to hit at the time. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're just, your back is up against a wall and you need to hit it under a tree over a Creek to the green, just to make that USGA event, right. To qualify. And I remember I did that once and I went under, under a tree over a Creek. And I, you know, I made like a 10 foot putt to qualify for a big event. And like, there's just that I might not have been the most, talented player there but it was like I was able to hit the shots when it really mattered most and I don't like I don't we just haven't seen that as much from Zalatoris and I I'm not comparing myself to Will and I'm not saying we're talented him I'm just saying like as a comparison like it's one of those things where it's you need him to start like 
that the shock it factor. Yes. And that's what Fitz did on 18. Exactly. This it factor that pulls them through. And I was just going to say that as soon as Fitzpatrick, which why did he hit a three wood off 18? I don't know. He I, just hit an, like an iron. <laughs> hit an iron or, or hit a driver. It, he put that bunker right into play, which was yeah. just really shocking because he has such an experienced caddy. That's his it worst just, uh, shot too as a fairway bunkers. It just it did not make sense. And so as soon as he hit in that bunker, I was like, he's he's probably going to make a bogey. He's probably going to make a bogey. Um, but he hit that clutch shot. That sounds And that is massive. And you mm-hmm. see these really amazing players who have that it factor, who can pull it off when it matters. And then you see other players, potentially like a Zalatoris, who they're not doing anything wrong, Mm-mm. but they're not doing anything spectacular yeah. either. That is that amazing shot, that game changer, that momentum shifter. He just is, was just kind of yeah. there and keeping in it and grinding. And he's a grinder, but and I think that's why he plays so well in majors because he can grind yeah. his way through a round of golf. But where are these like amazing shots that you remember? He needed to hit it to four feet on, like he really needed to come up clutch and match Fitz's shot on eighteen. Exactly. And he did. He didn't hit a bad shot by any means, and he you know he burned the edge with the putt. But he didn't leave himself like he was above the hole. It was 15, 20 feet. Like he could have just hit it a little bit closer. Seven feet is what it, whatever he likes. Seven feet. Um, like that would have been better. But he he just didn't do it. And I think there will be a tournament or a major very soon where he does like St. Andrews f- sets up great for him. Like those greens are good for him. Yeah, I'm thinking back through the round. There were plenty of opportunities that Fitz left the door wide open. Couple yeah. bad wedge shots, couple short missed putts. You know, he wasn't really, you know, pulling away. No one was really pulling away. But Zalatoris actually had an opportunity yeah. to kind of pull away through this stretch. And when I say that he was clutch, he was clutch making pars. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he was, you know, really stuffing it, making these birdies. So, and, and then Scotty Scheffler in the mix again. I, I mean, again. <laughs> it's just who would have crazy. thought? Not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of these same guys are just really starting to emerge as the best players yeah. in the world. And, and Rom too was there. Rom too. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised. So Rom, I was a bit surprised by um, kind of falling out of the mix on Sunday. I was a bit surprised by that. But I was also very surprised by Colin Morikawa falling out of it on Saturday. I thought it was going to be a, a Scheffler Morikawa kind of race to the end. Like, you know, so I was I was a bit surprised by that. Were you at all? Like, yeah. who did you think was going to run away with it looking at the leaderboard on Saturday? Because it was just a strong Saturday. I, I mean, Colin, he, he seemed like he was playing the best. He really doesn't play well in windy conditions. That is if true. There's any wind. He seems to really struggle with that. So it's surprising, but it's not surprising at the same time. Uh, he bounced back, had a really great Sunday round. But that I think that's what makes the U.S. Open so special is that you never really know what's going to happen. And even through that final 18 with all the players, Rory on 16, 17, 18, almost looked like he was going to give a mini run again. And Mm -hmm. so again, like that's what I love about it and challenging golf courses that, you know, it was going back to bogeys and birdies and bogeys Mm -hmm. and birdies. And um, I had no idea. I truly had no idea. I mean, even up to the very last shot, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So it was a really fun Mm -hmm. um, tournament to watch. It was. And I think like the result was just as like heartwarming and amazing. Like the result matched the like the excitement of the tournament. Now, sometimes, you know, you get winners that you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's great for them. But you just don't 
Like this was Billy Foster's first win as a caddy. He's been on Sebi's bag. He's been on Darren Clark's bag. I think he caddied for uh, Tiger at a President's Cup. Like he's been on so many amazing bags, and he had never won a major with someone. So he got that. Matt Fitz is someone's been knocking at the door. He won it, staying in the same room at the Fulton's house yeah. uh, that he won the USM. Like same room, just different trophy, and like I just that is just such a feel good win like it would have been just as exciting like don't get me wrong it would have been just as exciting if, if Will Zalatoris had finally done that but it was just it was, it was like the lore behind it with 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 Fitz this week it was just like the yeah. perfect case like it just it was if well, anyone they didn't, they didn't so let happy. you forget it either too I mean they would mention they it did mention that a lot yeah they did they did mention that a lot but it was I mean it, it was exciting like I feel like if Scotty Scheffler had won I probably wouldn't have been as excited like it would have been one of those things where you're just kind of in amazement but you're not like I'm so happy for him. Like, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like how he had all that hype going into the masters and then he won the masters and you're like, this is so exciting. Like if he had won the U S open, I would have been like, yeah, that's great. But like, I really wanted it, yeah. to win. <laughs> yeah. It was Matty Fitz's week and he's an amazing champion. And it was well, very well-deserved live nation presents concert week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We were mentioning earlier that Grace Murray made headlines on Sunday for full-on tomahawk of his putter and breaking his club over his knee. It was intense. I have never seen such an aggressive club throw on the golf course before. And 
I, I love myself a good club throw, but even I was I like, that is like a little, like maybe a little, <laughs> but at the same time, I love watching fighting and hockey. Like I love watching like the massive celebrations. Like I love the highs and lows and, and players being really emotional. That's something that I think makes sports so special mm-hmm. is when you see that come out. So I wasn't on the hate train when it came to Bryson Murray, but I, or, oh my God, my brain is like, my brain is literally like most right <laughs> now. Murray. I was the, I don't even know why Bryson, Bryson I, I bro- understand. Clubs. We're fine. Oh God. Something to do with fighting. Or, um, it's just something to do with fighting. And, and uh, it's funny because he gets a lot of hate on social media, sometimes for good reason. He says things that are just outrageous, like outrageous, just completely off the wall. Um, <laughs> and he even retweeted the video and was like, yep, I put my heart on my sleeve and that's just how I like to play golf. And I kind of like that he owns it. I mean, okay, so... That tweet, when I looked like an hour before rep- recording this, it had like eight, eight and a half thousand likes. And all these people were like, yeah, good for you, man. And I was like, no, dude, you can't justify that. You say, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Um, Like, I need to be better about myself, especially someone that's like supposedly bettering himself. And I have heard different reports of him doing the stuff that he was living in South Florida to not do anymore. So I I just, I think he really needs help. And I don't know, like Monday Q tweeted uh, a text from someone to to Monday Q that said, I get on like the first tee at the, uh, or the range or something at the Monday for travelers. And there's Grayson goes, did you guys see my videos? Like, that's the first thing he says. And it's like, dude, like, calm down. Like, you should not be like, yeah. Like, if I were Grace Murray's club company or if I were, like, the PGA Tour I, or the USGA, I'm surprised the USGA doesn't ban him from playing in, like, anything. Like, that was aggressive. Like, first of all, he didn't even apologize for it. <laughs> but then, and did you see, like, the volunteer, like, had to cover his head and stuff? Like, I don't know, man. Grayson Murray just, I don't know. You're, you're definitely more traditional when it comes to like your views of how you want to see golf. And I think that more people are, are aligned with I you know, on that. But first. I think when it comes to someone like a Grayson Murray, that he is everything that I want in a villain. And I think that you need players like Grayson who push the envelope right or wrong. It gives us something to talk about because you don't want everyone to be robots out there. And especially with, you know, some of the guys going over to another tour, we're going to miss having that conflict, that back and forth. Like you need people like a Brooks and a Patrick Reed and a Bryson and a Grayson (laughs) to mix it up and to do things that are different. Because again, it's like, I love Colin Morikawa and Will Zalatoris and all these guys, but they're sometimes you want more, like I want more from them, like something and maybe give me a club throw, maybe not that aggressive, but give me a little bit of a club throw. Give me some cussing. Give me something, something, because we all know how hard golf is and how it just makes you so incredibly mad. And Rom is a good example. Rom's a good example. He gets so much hate for it though. He gets more hate than anyone else when it comes to that stuff. But see, and he shouldn't. 
because he doesn't like break clubs. He doesn't verbally abuse his cat. He like he gets really mad about stuff, but he's like yelling at himself and then he gets over it. Like I don't like I think that's a good like, you know, you saying like I want them to kind of be more passionate and see more personality of it. I feel like Rom is a good kind of thing because it definitely pushes the edge of getting angry, but it's not like disrespecting the course or you're playing competitors too much or the volunteers. And I think if you're going to break a club, I liked that he did the snap over the leg. I think that one is good. Like if you're going to do it, do it that way because you're right. You're not damaging the golf course. It, it, you're not throwing it where you could hurt someone. It's just like a quick little snap of the club. And like, that's, that's it. <laughs> What's so wrong with that? Yeah, it was. So you prefer the, the knee slap or the knee snap over the neck snap that Thomas Peters did in Europe a few years ago. Do you ever see the video where he takes the club? He like, Puts it behind his neck, yeah. kind of cranes his neck back, and then slowly you just see the glove just break into two. Yeah, that was clean too. Or like a Tyrrell Hatton. I love Tyrrell. I love him. <laughs> and I just want to see more. I don't want everyone to look like that, but you do need some guys who are going to. And I like the fact that Grayson owns up to it. Again, right or wrong, he's like, this is what I'm doing and I'm sticking to it. Even when he was going after Kevin Knott, he was full on like leaning into it. And it's funny. You know, he's not trying to deflect from any situations, which again, gets him in trouble. But for us as the viewers and people following him, it is interesting. And I have a a bit of a soft spot in my heart for Grayson because the face you just made when I said that. No, I, no, I, so no, I, okay, listen, I, did you, did you see my knee come up? My foot was un, I am, I'm sitting crisscross with a blanket over my legs right now and my foot fell asleep under my legs. So I was trying, I was like physically picking up my leg to get back (laughs) up. It wasn't about pricing. (laughs) Who's <laughs> the timing? No, but I do have a soft spot too. I mean, I have my own issues and I know Bryce, all right, uh, Bryson, I know okay, I need to stop hitting the mic. And I need to stop calling him Bryson. Um, Grayson has, you know, I, th- I believe he's like bipolar or something. And, and I, I do, I have a soft spot for that. But then at the same time, when it's like, sometimes like you might need to talk to a professional, like, that's kind of when, because I mean, I that's the thing I deal with. And I talk to a professional, people are like, do you? I'm like, yes, I, I am. I'm, I'm working on myself. Thank you. And I just see that in him. And I, I do, like, I don't think he's a bad person, but I, I just, I think, he, I just think he needs help to be the best he can be. Yeah. I grew up playing junior golf with him and he was always so incredibly kind and so sweet to everyone. Yeah. He was just like really, really nice to me. Really? And, um, that's awesome. I, like I said, we're all going through our stuff, but I like the fact that he leans into it. We need a villain on tour. I think that's really important. And if he wants to be that person, then great. You know, if it if it makes him happy, then it's good entertainment. And I think we need more of that because again, I don't want to see just all these like nice guys on tour. That's that's really, really bo- that's really boring. Like I don't want that. Yeah. But like it it upsets me almost because it's like I see some of the behavior and gra- bra- grace. <laughs> I, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. We're done. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Have fun. This is, we're done. Well, one thing you don't want to do with your clubs is throw your new club champion clubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't throw them. If you're looking for new clubs, guys, Grace and Murray might be looking for new clubs. Paige, where you should go, go to club champion? Cause you can get fit for any brand and they have the most amazing services. You will feel like a tour pro when you're at club champion, you can try any single brand. They have all these shafts. It is literally like paradise for any golfer. So you can gift it to yourself, 
to a family member, to a significant other, whoever it may be, um, you want to experience it all at Club mm-hmm. Champion. And you can use code PAGE, as <laughs> P-A-I-G-E, uh, for 20% off. Go get your new clubs from Club Champion and, and don't throw them. Don't throw them. But yeah. So like I was saying, <laughs> like I was saying, it, that's just sometimes how I feel where it's like, let just, just, just just work on it a little bit. And like, cause I don't think he's a bad person. I just, th- I think he's a fucked up person like me. And just, I want to see him. I feel like sometimes when I get upset about stuff like that, it's like, I feel like I'm looking at myself and I'm angry at myself. So anytime, like I might say some shit about Grace and Murray, it's, it's not even me like talking about him. It's almost me looking at behavior that I may have exhibited in the past or that I um, <laughs> would want to exhibit currently. And it just, it's like, I just see a lot of myself in that, if that makes sense. I mean, I appreciate what you're saying. And I also appreciate Grayson's honesty. I think that is really important that he is very vocal about things that he has been through and wanting to share that with everyone. Um, and I hope he keeps throwing clubs. I really hope he does. <laughs> but we have the last major of the year, the Open coming up. And Tiger, he's been pictured practicing out on a golf course. He looks good. And I... I think it's going to be a great way to kind of wrap up this incredible major season so far. Yeah. Yeah. I think going from Brookline and then going over to St. Andrews, like these are just such like revered courses and in golf lore and in the game and everything. And it's like, we, you know, I, you know, Southern Hills was great, but Minus Southern Hills has been a good major season, you know, because we have the, you know, Matt Augusta and then Brookline and whatever. I mean, Southern Hills is great, but I'm just saying, like, you look at the, those three courses and it's like, this is a great fucking major season. I mean, obviously Gus is always there, but yeah, I think it'll, I don't know. We've got like 25 days, 24 days by the time this uh, goes, this gets posted. So I don't know. I think, it, I think, I think Tiger definitely has a good shot there. If he can just be healthy enough. And I think Will's Isle Taurus too. That might be his week. Do you think that the RNA is going to allow the live players to compete? That's a great question. I have no idea. I feel like the the USGA set a precedent that said like you can play. Um, so I feel like they kind of have to follow that. Now it'll be interesting because the DP World Tour and PJ Tour co sanctioned co sanctioned Scottish Open event uh, live golfers are no longer welcome. So that doesn't surprise me. Obviously, with the being the PJ Tour and DP World Tours, I think. DP World Tour, if they'd be smart to not ban them because then they get DJ membership when this falls through, they get, you know what I mean? They get a lot of mm, big players um, over there. So I don't know. I think they should be okay to play. I can't imagine the RNA is going to say no to that, but what do you think? I think they'll allow it. I think that, like you said, the USGA set a precedent and I think that the RNA will fall at least for this year. I think they're going to have to work out the world rankings and the points and how everything works mm-hmm. to see if these guys can even qualify um, for the next major season. But I, I do think they'll allow at mm-hmm. least for this year because it's still so new. But it was interesting to see how the live players competed this week at the U.S. Open. And the closest person was DJ, who still didn't really show up. I mean, Phil like played yeah. terribly. His press conference was uh, truly, truly horrendous. I mean, he looked so incredibly uncomfortable. He was like visibly almost like shaking. Like He didn't yeah. seem like himself. Like he didn't want to answer any of the questions. 
Uh, I thought Brooks's response was very interesting where he basically said, stop asking us about this. And you're basically like a dark cloud over the US Open, which kind of makes me think that he might be jumping ship. He's going. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, not, not how long have I been saying that though? I said, wherever Chase Kepka goes, there's Brooks collecting a check right fucking behind him. So there's just no, like, I just can't imagine he's not going. But did you guys, did you hear the rumor that Abraham answers? He is going. going. Like, that blew yeah. my mind. Okay. So it is it's official. Fishel. So he, like, that upsets me and blows my mind because I love Abe. I think he is such a decent, wonderful human being. And that, and not that people who go to live aren't decent, nice people, but it's like, I thought Abe would really want to play for legacy, you know, not money. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised with that one. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Brooks will go over, but they're starting to get more and more players and it's going to be interesting how it all plays out. Um, but how can you continue to compete against the best when you don't have as many opportunities to compete? I mean, it's so important to get tournament practice and to prepare your game. Maybe not for Brooks. I feel like he's the exception with that one. But you need to like knock off the rust to play. And there's very few players who can't play much. And so it'll be interesting the next couple of seasons to see how they play playing such a limited schedule compared to the guys who have, you know, are competing against the world's best week in, week out. No, I agree. And that's the thing too. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. We haven't seen like great golf from it. Obviously there's still potential for more and more, you know, really good players to go, but I don't, you know, who's really confusing me is, is Xander. Like he won't just shut the door on it. Like his answers are really roundabout. They make you think he's saying no, but then you read it again. You're like, maybe he's not saying no. So, I mean, maybe these guys just are think for some weird entitlement reason that they deserve to have a major before the age of 30. And it gives them a right to just jump ship and go make more money somewhere else. Like, I don't know. Like it doesn't entirely make sense. Like the thought process behind Abe going, or I guess he's like 31, but like Abe going or potentially it would make zero like, it's just sense weird. for Xander to go. I, I, I can see it. If That's you're like thing. at the tail end of your career, you've played a lot on the right. PGA tour and you have a family that you want to spend time yeah. with because it's such a limited schedule. Or if you just fucking hate golf and you don't want to play all <laughs> of these tournaments, like that makes sense to yeah. me. But Xander is like in the prime of his career. He is, right. you know, newly married. They don't have any kids. It's like, he doesn't need to be Right. You know, he can be on the road for multiple weeks. She can travel with him. They're doing just fine with money. Um, wouldn't he want to rack yeah. up the wins? And like you said, build his legacy before potentially going over. I mean, yeah. it does make sense for DJ to do it. Like it, for certain players, it just makes sense for them. It does not make sense for Abe. Yeah. Like Adam Scott yeah. would make sense because then he could move back to Australia and live in Australia full time and only play eight events a year. Like that would make sense. And I know he was one of the guys that was really interested in that early on. Now, I think after getting the rejection letter from the live thing or saying like, you're not allowed to go play. I think that probably may have yeah. changed his mind a little bit. We'll see. But like that, I kind of get like, I get certain people doing it because it's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to do this forever. And Adam Scott's always played a limited schedule. Like, you know, and that would make sense for someone like tiger. If tiger wanted to go like, you know, five years ago before um, the recent injuries, but I don't know. It just, and like even tiger said though. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I'm going to try to go to the uh, one of the events and see kind of what's what's going on around there. So Where's we'll the see. next one? I, the next one's in Portland. Okay. Um, I think it's Pumpkin Ridge. And then I believe the one after that in 
July is in um, New Jersey. So yep. I'm going to try to go to the one in New Jersey and just kind of see what's up. And I don't know. I guess by then we'll, there'll be some more top players, but I don't know. Your mission is to get a selfie with Greg Norman <sighs> in New Jersey. That is your mission. I just want to see what's up. Yeah, like, it's like a no win. Curiosity. Like, even if you talk about it, don't talk about it. I mean, it, it, you're just kind of in a really tough position. So like yeah. actually attending an event, I don't know if I would even want it. Like, I, I get That's enough fair. hate and stuff. I'm like, I just don't know if I even want to like fair. deal with that on both sides, on both sides. So, yeah, and I see, I get that. See, my thing is my, I'm like, just so curious. Like I, yeah. you know, if I go, I'm going to, you know, use a promo code for someone to give me free tickets. Cause you know, <laughs> they're going to have to th- like give tickets away. I just want to see what's up. Like, I just kind of want to see, it's like, it's just the facade. I want to see the kind of fakery. How it is. actually is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's you'll have to keep us updated on that. And mm-hmm. like I said, you have a mission and you mm-hmm. must complete it. <laughs> I would be like, Greg would kick me out. He would do, he would pull like a, a, a let's say Adam Sandler, an Alan Shipnuck on me and like, <laughs> be like, bye. <laughs> oh, he would do it. Like you're a pretty girl. He, I feel like he'd be like, okay. But I feel like he probably has like a dartboard of people that he hates, like in one of his offices. And you and I are probably in there. He still follows. He follows me. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just check if he unfollowed me. But yeah, he's been following me for like a while. That's so funny. He must have liked your hammerhead uh, comment. Your hammerhead tweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah, still, okay, still then I'm probably on the dartboard. See, that's so weird. I'm not blocked by Phil. Like, still to this day, I'm not blocked by Phil. You should see how far you can take it before you get blocked. You know what? I should. So, speaking of which, I um I knew his old pilot before he sold his plane, and they were um doing an event near where I live, and his pilot who I'm, you know, buddies with him and some of the other guys in golf media, they're all friends with him. And he was like, Hey, do you want to come see the plane? I was like, yes. So I went to like the private airport. I got to like sit on Phil's plane. Like Phil wasn't there, but like I got to be on Phil's plane and he gave me some cups that say air Phil on them. And they're still in my car. So I should tweet Phil and be like, Hey, I don't know. Just maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something with the cups would piss him off. Like who was this bitch on my plane? (laughs) That's amazing. So you'll have to update us next week if uh, you have been blocked by Phil. Okay. You have two missions. I have two missions. Okay. We have till like the beginning of August to get this done. Yeah. (laughs) You give me a lot of chores, but fine, whatever. (laughs) It's for the the betterment of the podcast. Do it for the pod. And growing the game. I get it. I get it. Growing the game. I mean, of course. Obviously. Women involved in the game. (laughs) We have to get more women involved in the game. And the only way we can get women involved is by tweeting about outfits. So, and in fashion, you know. And getting blocked by Phil. Getting blocked by Phil. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We have the best time doing these. Don't forget to leave us comments uh, if we want to do TNA next week. So email us at PRIHeartRadio.com or you can send us a message on the Playing Around Instagram account. Make sure to also follow us there. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave us five stars. Write us a nice review. Mm-hmm. And that is all for this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.